0: Grateful to each of you as you use your gifts for Christ. And obviously God has gifted Miranda in that way. It's beautiful. i um, grateful for her heart. Because that's what it's about. It's the heart as we come and we worship the Lord. It's not how great our gift is. Um, you know, it's one of those unusual mornings. We've got Thomas that evidently has a stomach bug. And my son Daniel's at the hospital probably... Well, the... Uh, We were at the emergency room, Cindy more than me, and they said, uh, your pancreas is angry, is what the nurse had uh, said, so I I don't know. But just remember him and uh, uh, as we find out more what's going on with him. And grateful for um, Shirley filling in the piano. What a a blessing. We have people who are willing to serve. Um, Obviously, she's a blessing on the organ, but uh, grateful for her. Okay, guys, we are in Philippians 2, 19-30 this morning. Friends, add joy to life. I'm going to ask you to stand in God's honor when you find the text. Philippians 2, 19-30. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, that I also may be cheered when I receive news about you. I have no one else like him who takes a genuine interest in your welfare. For everyone looks out for his own interest, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know that Timothy's proved himself, because as a son with his father, he served with me in the work of the gospel. I hope, therefore, to send him as soon as I see how things go with me. And I am confident in the Lord that I myself will come soon. Therefore, I am all the more eager to send him so that when you see him again, you may be glad and I may have less anxiety. Welcome him in the Lord with great joy and honor men like him because he almost died for the work of Christ, risking his life to make up for the help you could not give me. Let's pray. Master, thank you for allowing us to be together this morning. Father, as I heard a message yesterday, and it's so true, God, we should never take for granted the opportunity we have to meet in Jesus. Father, we have brothers and sisters on the other side of the world where there are militant Muslims who are literally beheading our brothers and sisters and coming in and either burning the churches to the ground or turning them into mosques. Father, we pray for them that they may know your strength and your presence. And we pray, Father, that we may not take for granted what we have, God, but that we might worship you with our hearts. And we thank you this morning for those friends, those special people who love you and miracle of all miracles, love us. And I pray you speak to our hearts, God, uh, that you take uh, the weakness of your messenger and may your Holy Spirit be evident. And may we just leave here thanking Jesus that today we got to come and worship, to sing to you, to pray to you, to give to you, to uh, listen to your word, to follow you. Father, all of it uh, is you, for you. As we worship you, Lord, turn our hearts upon Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. It's about relationships. It's about people. As you look at what lasts, you have God, you have his word, and you have people. When it all is boiled down to what Last forever. That's it, guys. (laughs) And as you think about how precious your memories are and those things that are a blessing, I bet it's with somebody else. I mean, who wants to share blessings alone? Um, February 8th, uh, our daughter Lydia threw a February party. She... uh, planned a bunch of games, cooked a bunch of food. She had 40 people show up. Uh, in the middle of Lydia's February party, she went ahead and announced that February 8th was her birthday. She didn't want to promote her own birthday, so she was just going to have a February party. Why? Because she didn't want to celebrate alone. I don't know if she wanted 40 to come. But, but the, the point was the power of, of having other people around you. Other people that care about you, it matters um, turn me to to uh the book of Romans chapter ten and as you think about the message that ultimately matters, which is the gospel as you as you think about a message, God is not going around just talking to himself oh let's see um Jesus died for Sinners, I sent my son to the cross. No, it's meant to be a conversation. It's to be spoken to someone. It's a conversation. It's not God merely wanting to talk to himself. But we have a message that's to be communicated to people that lasts forever. Uh, Look at verses, uh, let's start at verse 13. It says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they've not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. So it's speaking of one who carries the message But they carry the message somewhere and how beautiful are her feet of those who are going somewhere specific. You you see, we're connected. It's about relationship. It it, it all fits together, guys, um, in in what God is up to. And as you look through the Bible, as you look through the message of the Bible, you could also look through people. Has God spoke specifically to people? You see, you take the people out of the Bible and it becomes rules instead of relationships. It becomes commands instead of connection. It, It becomes tradition instead of transformation. God reveals Himself to somebody or the message makes no sense. And I can go through this. You know, there's Adam and Eve. And then there's Cain and Abel. And Abraham and Sarah. And then you come through the book of Exodus. And, and there's Moses. And, and of course, there's King David. and I mean, I could go on through biblical character and biblical character. And as God worked, as God spoke, there were people involved. And that news is, is still true. And, and of course, as you come through the New Testament, it says there was a man named John. And, and what was his job? He was the guy who paved the way for the Messiah, for Jesus Christ. And, and, and then, the, as the Bible begins to unfold, it's through that connection. It, it, it's through that transformation as God is at work in people's lives. As we see Paul in today's text, he specifically mentions two people, two people that were precious to him, And we want to look at those people this morning um, as we discuss his truth. And and the first one that we uh, look at is Timothy. Look with me uh, in Philippians chapter 2. At verse 19, he, he says, I hope to send you, Timothy, that you may be cheered when I receive news about you. And he describes... Timothy's heart. What it is about Timothy that that stands out and and how he's been a blessing to Paul and how Paul expects him to be a blessing to them. Verse 20 in the Amplified reads, For I have no one like him, no one of so kindred a spirit, who will be so genuinely interested in your welfare and devoted to your interests. He was... Kindred in spirit. (laughs) There was a connection there. Uh, One of the issues that uh, Cindy and I have been dealing with for a while, I I called a, a friend of mine who's sharing the same struggle. Hadn't talked to them in a couple of years. Probably closer to 10, I guess. You know, time just keeps going. And I called this dear lady, and it was like, you know how you can just go years and not talk to somebody and then you talk to them and it was like you saw them yesterday? That's how it was. And we started talking and I probably talked to her an hour as she poured her heart to me and I poured my heart to her about a particular struggle. Then I ended up, uh, by that time I had in the house and I said, here, talk to Cindy. Well, she talked to her another hour. Why? Because there was this this special connection, something that was shared. It, it was being a kindred spirit. I also thought of another time uh, with, with Trace's brother. It, it was a terrible situation where his wife just uh, had an aneurysm in, in Walmart and ended up dying. And it was just one of those things. I happened to be close by where others weren't. And, and so I went and, and just spent a little bit of time with him. I didn't do anything. guys. I, I was just there. But there was a connection a kindred spirit, his hearts were just sharing that grief. And, and that's what Timothy had. And, and Paul said, this is precious about him. And notice that second party; he, he had a genuine concern for others. This kindred spirit, it wasn't fake. It wasn't something he was trying to, to pretend. It was real. It says in Galatians 6 verse 2, Carry each other's burdens, and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Man, we're not supposed to just constantly keep a distance. We're supposed to be willing to love one another in a way that you can measure, in, in a way that's that's connected, in, in a way that you can come together. Look at, uh, I want to show you the contrast between 121 and 221. He says in chapter 1, verse 21, a verse, we quote a whole lot. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. He says, man, what really, what really I want my life to speak is Jesus Christ. That, that's that's what, when people look at me, I just want to leap Jesus, you know, as, as I like to say. Okay, 2.21 is the contrast here. He says, "For everyone looks out for his own interest, not those of Jesus Christ." You see, here's here's the contrast, and basically, what Paul's saying is, Timothy's the one twenty-one, not the two twenty-one kind of guy. He's not the kind of guy that's just looking out for his own interest. And boy, in this culture, it seems more and more that's the message. You know, get all you can, can all you get, and sit on the can. You know, don't share with others, don't love others, worry about yourself. So you don't get left behind. But that's not the message of Jesus. Jesus is, Paul said, to live is Christ and and to die is gain. And and how is Christ portrayed? In love that's unselfish. (laughs) In in love that really looks and sees and cares and reaches out. A Third, he was a man who had a servant's heart. Look at verse 22. He says, but you know that Timothy has proved himself because as a son with his father, he has served with me in the work of the gospel. Paul said, we, we've been together and I've seen him. We've camped together. And we've eaten together. I've, I've seen him, you know, when he's real. When things are ugly. <laughs> and, and he's a servant. He's got a servant's heart. And that matters. That That, that matters. That that someone's there. That someone shows up. That, that someone calls. That, that, that someone sends you a card. And you guys are good about that. I, I want to see... Uh, Margaret Cutshaw yesterday for a while, and she's in Grace Care Facility in Abington. And Margaret, you know, came in the room. One of the first things she did was she pointed over to her TV set to an arrangement of flowers. And she said, Those flowers are from my church. They're from Kingsway Baptist Church, and I just think they're the most beautiful flowers I've ever seen. I said, Well, they're nice, Margaret. She said, You know what I did? She said, I got to thinking, I don't need to enjoy these flowers. By myself. So I took them to the therapy room for a day. And I said, I just told everybody that came in. This is the kind of church I go to. They love me enough. They sent me these beautiful flowers. And I just want you to see them. But she said, she got to thinking after a day. What if some people from church come out here? And these flowers aren't here. So I better go get the flowers and put them back in my room. Thinking about other people. That, that servant's heart. James S. Hewitt tells a story about a neighbor who was trying to fix his uh, TV antenna up on his roof. And the guy just couldn't get it done. And so he went and he he grabbed some of his best tools. And then James climbed up on the roof and he fixed the antenna for him. And the guy said, so what do you make with all these fancy tools? And he said, friends mostly. And whatever it is, how can you show somebody you love Through a servant's work. That was Timothy. Now, let's look at the second guy, Epaphroditus. Two verses here, verse 25 and verse 30. Uh, As he he talks, he says, "I, I think it's necessary to send back to you Epaphroditus, my brother, co-worker, fellow soldier, who's also your messenger whom you sent to take care of my needs, because he almost died for the work of Christ, he risked his life to make up for the help you yourselves could not give me. Here was a guy that loved Christ. He loved Christ. And that's why the church sent Epaphroditus. You know, I've got to think about Epaphroditus. What a name. I've never met anybody named Epaphroditus. But I thought, boy, you could go a lot of ways for a nickname, couldn't you? I thought, Epap, pap Pap, <laughs> or Dot, or, I don't know, Tuss. I mean, you go all kinds of ways with that thing, man. There's a lot to work with there. Never met anybody really to Epaphroditus. But he was a guy that loved the Lord. And you see, the church, that's why they sent him. This Thursday, get my commercial out here. We, I'm on the team that's, that had the joy of uh, searching for the next director of missions. And there's a man, and he's going to be at Fellowship Baptist Church in Meadowview Thursday night. I'm going to take the man at 5.30 if, if you can go. But those who can vote according to the Constitution of Association are those who the church has voted in as messengers. So it won't be everybody, but those that each church votes in as a messenger. And, and you know, I got to thinking about that as I thought of this. Those are the people that we believe in. They're the people that we say, hey, these people love Jesus, and so we respect them as our substitute to go and to vote or to be at these meetings and to speak for Christ church, Kingsway Baptist Church, because they're part of us. <laughs> and and, and this, was, this was the kind of guy Epaphroditus was. He, he was a guy that that loved the Lord. And, and that's why they, that's why they see it. I mean, Paul calls him a co-worker. He calls him a fellow soldier. He calls him your messenger. <laughs> and, and then also, I want to show that uh, he loved Paul. That came as Paul was with him. I mean, here's a guy, he's in the jail cell and, you know, you think about it. I think, man, if that was me, would my heart beat be about the guy's sin, or would it be about, you know, we're working on a jailbreak strategy, <laughs> working on a way to get out of this place? I want to rot in here. But no, it, Paul begins to really love this guy. I'm not saying he didn't know him before, but there's something about being with somebody in a tough situation, day after day. Epaphroditus, he took some major risk because he was identified with Paul, and it would be easy for them to identify Paul's crimes with Epaphroditus and put him in danger as well. So he, he was taking a risk. It made me think of, now it's time for my second commercial. Commercials, commercials, preacher. Tuesday, Focus on the Family's movie is going to be at Tinseltown. It's called The Dropbox. I don't know if you guys have heard of the story. But it's about a pastor in South Korea. People were just leaving babies, and parents weren't taking care of them. They were abandoning babies. Well, this pastor's heart was broken, so he built a box for people to put their babies in. And before you know it, he had a lot of babies he was raising. And I heard on Focus on the Family, the guy who made this movie, uh, he was in his 20s, he was studying in college, and he wanted to be a filmmaker. And so he said, I'll be famous. Maybe I can get this movie in Sundance if I go to South Korea and I interview this pastor. i make a movie and they'll know my name. You know, he was so honest as he shared all this. But then when he went to South Korea, and he saw this man taking in abandoned babies, And he saw this man who was raising these children as they were his own children. Something happened in his heart. And and he said, he never said anything to me about my sin, but what I saw was love in action in that man's heart and in his life. He loved these children, and he loved me. And he said there were 11 people, that film crew that went, and they all came back changed. Man, this guy, he's like, 24 years old and he just had a man he loved Jesus. He had a heart for Christ. Oh, I just loved it. And, and you know, the guy focused on the family, he was he was about in tears. He said, Man, you give me hope <laughs> as he's talking about him. And and it was just it was powerful stuff. Anyway, encouraged Cindy and I were planning on going to it's Tuesday, seven o'clock, Tinseltown. Town. If anybody just wants to show up and come, I think it'd be a blessing. I just throw that out there, you know. But I think about Epaphroditus. He didn't build a drop box, but he dropped in on this guy in prison. This mighty man of God, this guy, i asked him to pray for me. But you know what? Those people need people to pray for them. <laughs> that was Epaphroditus, Paul's pastor, as he came to, to minister to Paul. Uh, notice uh, it says here in verse 30, he almost died for the work of Christ. He risked his life to make up for the help you yourselves could not give me. We, we don't know for sure what happened to him. I, I did read, one of the commentators said there was a nasty flu going around. We know about that this year here in Bristol, don't we? But they had the Roman flu. and It could be he almost died from that. We don't know exactly what the sickness was that he contracted. But we know it almost took his life. And Paul was broken. And it's interesting. So Paul's heart goes away from himself and he starts thinking about the church that sent him. He's thinking, they're going to be heartbroken. And so would I. This guy's a real brother in the Lord. Uh, Look at chapter 4, verse 18 of Philippians as it mentions, I'll just call him Epap. I've got to give him a nickname too. I said there's a bunch you could choose from. Oh, Epap. It says, I have received full payment and even more I'm Amply supplied now that I have received from Epap (laughs) the gifts you sent. They are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. Isn't it cool? We often quote this next verse, don't we? But it's said in the context of the love shown to him through Epap. And my God will meet all your needs according to His glorious riches in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. And Paul said, I've seen my needs met through Epaph through this man Epaphroditus. <laughs> it's real. Guys, he, he cares about me and, and he, he loves me. He says, uh, back to uh, Philippians chapter 2, verse 29, he says, welcome in the Lord with great joy and honor men like him. The the word to honor men like him, of course, is talking about respect. And and it it means attaching weight to what he says, to his opinion. (laughs) He says, guys, listen to him. He's wise. He's got a deep walk with Jesus Christ. You know, when, when we reach out and we take chances, that pastor in South Korea with the drop box, can you imagine the fear? What am I going to do if they just start dropping babies off three or four a day? After a while, this could be a problem. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Maybe it's seeing seen how God's worked through all of that as he was faithful. It was interesting, this guy, this young man, as he was talking on the Focus on the Family episode, some of y'all may have heard it, But he said, I I go, I've been a couple of times to see him. And he said, he always acts like I'm in the military and I've been off to war for like three years. And he says, he gets a haircut. You know, he takes a shower and he dresses. He says, and he can really only say two words in English. or uh, Or two phrases. He can say, I love you and coffee. He said, "But I go, and he gets on his knees, and he prays over me. He's like my dad. He, there's this bond, special bond here between he and Epaphroditus. I wrote this about the the risk that, that Epaphroditus was taking. You know, every time you minister to someone in need, you risk being taken advantage of. You risk being misunderstood. You risk becoming diseased. You risk being ostracized. You risk." being tempted and yet you're being like Jesus which is the call alright as I wrap this thing up uh, just a couple of truths to point out God doesn't want us to be disconnected guys He wants us to be connected He wants us to know Him and part of that means getting to know each other as well Paul shared his heart beating I, I think he also shared Epap's heartbeat as the two had come together in christ and there was that powerful connection and so the lesson is uh don't be afraid find somebody find somebody around here that you respect that you love and spend a little time with them pray together we can always use prayer partners be be willing to Connect. It matters. Uh, Secondly, um, when God sends an Epaphroditus among us, let's respect him. Because sometimes these guys are misunderstood. What do you mean you went to the bar last night and talked to 17 people about Jesus? Don't you know you're not supposed to go in that place? But I talked to 17 people about Jesus. I'm not the Holy Spirit. I ain't going to run all over this. But the point is, people many times are misunderstood when they step out there and start loving people with that kind of love. Third, there's a guy mentioned in verse 19, verse 24, and verse 30 uh, that matters. (laughs) I hope in the Lord Jesus. I'm confident in the Lord. Because he almost died for the work of Christ. The third person that you always make a beeline for in any sermon, if you have any sense at all, is Jesus Christ. Why is that? Because he is the only one who can help you. He's the only one that can forgive us. And the Bible says, uh, A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Proverbs eighteen twenty four. And that friend is Jesus Christ. He said, I've called you friends. I don't get it. Somehow, through the power of the cross, through the most incredible sacrifice that none of us would do, God did so that we might be His and His family. And I guess as I come to this point, we call it the invitation or. Response Or, whatever however we want to refer to it. The point is, man, God loves you. And he wants you to know Him and His forgiveness. He wants to be your friend. He doesn't want to just preach to you, He wants a conversation. That's our God. And, and so I just say to you, don't fight God. I've known people that are fighting God, and I'm thinking, why in the world do we want to fight God? We're going to lose. And besides that, he loves you. So if he's speaking to your heart, there's some decision that needs to be made, something you're struggling with. Maybe it is salvation. Maybe it's for that first time to say, God, I'm tired of working my way to heaven. I want to rest in you. I want your forgiveness. I want to receive that sacrifice. And he says at that moment, he says, man, you're headed to heaven because it's the work he does, not the work you do that ultimately makes a difference. Or maybe it's something else, something that's just been just draining the life out of you. You know, one of the verses I don't know, quoted a lot over the past couple of years. Proverbs seventeen twenty two. It says, um, "A cheerful heart's good medicine." Amen. Laughter's good stuff. But it says, "A crushed spirit dries up the bones." Do you have some dried up bones today? Come to Jesus. Let's pray. Master, as we approach you, no more games. Thank you for the cross. Thank you that wasn't the end, but there was the resurrection, and you are at the right hand of the Father, and that when we believe in you, when we turn from our sins, when we turn to you, there is forgiveness, there is transformation, there is a You start, and your word tells us at that moment we become friends with you. It's not preaching, it's a conversation that occurs, Lord, a love. (laughs) Thank you for this love that Paul shared with Timothy and Epaphroditus. Thank you for the love that's shared here um, among the Kingsway family. Help that grow and deepen, reach out to others. God, we just pray for all that. In this time, Father, speak to our hearts and may we respond. As the altar is open, may we come and pray or just do business right where we are. But may we do business with you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. If you'll stand, we're going to...